0: sonic mania uncharted the lost legacy and four men and a baby this is staying in i i've yep. not i've not
1: told <laughs> pete or dan this story this wonderful uh, <laughs> wonderful tale
2: what is this of tale? chris
1: so i was off work for about two and a half weeks a few weeks ago I'm back at work now and it's lots of fun and um, Chris, because he's a lazy teacher, well lecturer, uh, he's obviously off for like three hundred weeks or something like that, like every year. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, that's, that's about it, Sam. Yeah, and I I hibernate.
1: So, <laughs> so I was I was contacting him the uh, the other week. I was just like, oh, oh, why don't you come round tomorrow? It'll be it'll be great, and um, you know we'll get together and we'll play some games. And and Lisa's around here too, and that'll be. And that'd be fantastic. Oh, and Chris, nice. was, Chris was like, "Oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, it's brilliant." And I was like, "Oh, maybe my friend Ricardo—he'll join us as well. That'd be great. We might go to the cinema." Put the phone down. Didn't think anything of it.
2: Brilliant. That sounds great. You've 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 put together a really nice day.
1: Yes, I did. Forty minutes later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bing bong. Oh a, my god. That's a bit weird. <laughs> Didn't weren't, weren't expecting anyone. Middle of the day on a Monday. Lisa goes to answer the door. She goes, it's Chris. It's like what? It's Chris. Mm. And I thought he's he, he's finally gone. There's no <laughs> worse. <He's> finally. <laughs> <laughs> and and just the look on his face when we opened the door and went, "Have you got the days wrong?" He went, "What? <laughs> if we, you know you've got the days wrong." It's like, "What? Just." I I
3: like the fact that he w- it wasn't even like you gave him like a date. Incredible! That he got wrong, he got the word
0: tomorrow wrong. Yes, I know. But Dan, I was a month premature. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting better, is that what you're saying? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's in your—it's in your DNA, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It's hardwired into it. But yeah, Lisa enjoyed it because she just laughed at me for about half an hour. <laughs> <You are>
1: fantastic. <laughs> but ever, yeah. but ever, the best she thing loved, is, is, she was that loving it. Ever since that day, it's always been you. You we're meeting up tomorrow, Chris. Do you remember <laughs> tomorrow? So he, he's
0: been enjoying that. That uh,
1: it's, it's, it was.
0: I t- did I tell you about? Did I tell you about a friend of mine who turned up for a job interview a week early? <laughs> <laughs> he booked. He booked a hotel, drove down there, <laughs> and uh, turned up on the day. And it's like you. You know, you're a week early. And It's like oh. <laughs> i've come all this way is there any chance i could have an interview brilliant brilliant
3: Brilliant. (laughs) this is the same guy this is the
0: same guy i've told you this story before but i don't know if i mentioned it on um, this pod same guy who went to an interview he's an engineer product design engineer so um, he builds a variety of different things and um, And sometimes in interviews where they they try and ask you these kind of lateral thinking questions to kind of take your temperature and see what kind of person you are. Take your temperature. I know. Not literally. I mean, we're we're dealing with... These are metaphors, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) If you get 48 degrees Fahrenheit, you're in. Pressure's on. Um, um, So so they asked him a question, which is basically, what makes the sound in a car? So for him, it was all about thinking about, about the design of a car that would lead to that sound, and I know Pete, you, you're an expert, having played Jalopy, you're an expert in terms of what, where that sound would come from, yeah, exactly. so it, yeah. it's just a thing thinking question, but my friend was so nervous, he misheard the question, he thought they said, what sound does a car make, <laughs> and <laughs> instead of asking, like I told him afterwards, why didn't you just tell him to repeat the question, he just said, um, brum brum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god did he did he, did he, get, uh, either did he get, get either of those jobs no
0: no neither of them. Right.
2: yeah no <laughs> I mean I mean to be fair, <laughs> I wouldn't hire
0: him. Like, like you see i I always go for the ice dive effect ever since. We discovered Ice Dive and its magical healing properties, it has never let me down. Mm. in any job interview or anything I've done that's very important in my life. So
2: I've I've still got a, a bottle of Adidas Ice Dive shower gel, uh, and mm-hmm. it is I, I will use it on yeah for the occasions where I'm thinking I need that little bit of that little bit of a boost. The elixir that, of life. Yeah the well, see, I see I
3: I use it because it has such strong powers around job interviews and getting new jobs I would use it exclusively for that I don't want to I don't want to wear out any power yeah that's true I, I, I think I think I used it on my wedding day and that was the only other that was the only <laughs> non-job occasion I used it
0: yeah yeah but you to um, keep that stuff special briefly for listeners who aren't aware of the ice die very quickly
1: this is how the story went Pete brought his own shower gel and it yeah. was something like a orange and jobo jo- jo- like oh, like a proper oh. like fruity top of the range it was
2: a it was a delight for the senses.
1: And Pete, and I quote, that's exactly what he said. Dan came out of the shower and Pete went, Mmm. <laughs> Sorry. He went, No, no, he went, no. He went, Mmm. Dan smells nice. And then we proceeded to go into the shower and use Dan's ice dye.
3: No, it gets better. It gets better. Because then Pete goes online To try and buy some new shower gel, (laughs) and goes to buy this ice dive, puts it in like his online basket, and then I know this because Pete told me this afterwards in in confidence, obviously, which I which I respect, obviously. Um, he then told me that before he pressed like proceed to checkout, he stopped and thought, this shower gel smells like Dan.
2: If I buy this, does that make
3: me gay? Yeah,
2: that's. (laughs) that's that's because a masculinity so fragile and, and, and b uh yeah like but it, but it's because i thought to myself dan you were smelling so good and but i just thought is that is that in a bit too intimate do i because i was literally saying to myself i want to smell like my. <laughs> now i will say this is this was at the height of my high stress uh, Too many working hours job, and I think I might have been slightly mentally unbalanced at this point. But, like, yeah, I just thought to myself, is this overstepping a boundary?
1: No, because th- th- there's a distinct difference between wanting to smell like someone and wanting to smell someone.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like wanting to smell like someone and giving them a kiss. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that was some uh,
0: time. The reason I bring it up is that the ice dive was recently used. great success sam do you want to contextualize contextualize
1: well uh yes um i used some of chris's ice dive the day before i proposed to lisa and luckily she just had to take one sniff (laughs) (laughs) said you smell like dan I mean, I came out of the shower and Chris almost got, went down on a bended knee.
0: I know. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It's a, it's a powerful effect. What, just just as, he walked, as he walked through the streets, just people just like, falling take on their it, knees on the side of him.
2: Now, I think, I think the greatest thing about this is... Now, uh, so, remind me again, you, you proposed... Where were you when you proposed?
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't know the story, so t- t- tell us a story. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because
2: there's a brilliant. Tell interview. us a story.
3: Draw it with your imagination brush. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes.
1: <clears throat> okay. So uh, this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and we finally I finally got the ring, mm-hmm. and uh, Lisa didn't know that I I bought this ring, and I'd actually been keeping it in a shoe, <laughs> because because Lisa's not the tallest so I knew that I had height as my advantage in terms of being able to hide stuff so I just kept it in a shoe in a really high place in the
2: wardrobe Like it was a
1: packet of biscuits Yeah, yeah, exactly I used the Chris hiding technique and so for about the last uh, few months it's been hiding the shoe while I've been sort of planning where and when Slowly, slowly taking on the scent of the shoe (laughs) Well, Dan, you joke but on numerous occasions Lisa was just like why don't you um? Why not you wear those shoes that I bought you anymore? <laughs> and and a light out, she forced me to get the shoes with the ring down. So at one point within those months, like the ring was literally like a couple of feet away from her, while I had Ooh. to like smuggle it out of the room. Uh, that was that was thrilling. And also throughout those months, <laughs> um, she was constantly going on about the ring that I never got her. And how like she was really disappointed that like no, oh, no ring that she's ever found has been like that and like all of our friends are getting married and you're not proposing and genuinely oh, no. at some point dan smells great yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you smell like <laughs> and, and i was on the verge several times just going upstairs and just handing her the shoe and just going there <laughs> um, just in annoyance <laughs> so um so finally we have got this we got this date planned and um for our first date I took Lisa on a champagne picnic so I thought oh it'd be good to do something like that again so I set- that's a
3: big first date
1: I'm a very good date, Dan yeah just saying <laughs> very good and now I'll never know <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, we put this picnic together and I booked us a hotel in the Lake District and one that was quite near Lake Windermere because I've been there before I knew it was a, a nice location and sort of time and money was quite tight, so I thought this is a place I know. I know it's I know it's beautiful. I know we'll get a place just the two of us, and it'll be really, really nice. And we'll have a nice meal and uh, a night at the hotel afterwards. So we're driving up to Lake District. Obviously, Lisa doesn't know any of this. She does not even know I've got her a ring, and she says, "Oh, why don't we? Why don't we go to Kendall? It's like, mm, oh, it's not really. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go to the to Lake Windermere. No, no, no. Let's go let's go to Kendall. It's quite nice there. I've been there before. Like, Let's go. And we, and, we, and we can go to the lake afterwards. So I thought, all right, okay, if we go into the lake afterwards, this might be quite a nice sort of, you know, yeah. sort of like uh, fluffing for the event or whatever. So we got <laughs> if She's to...
3: planning part of it. It's throwing her off the scent. I, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So...
1: you got <laughs> Onto the scent of mint cake. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to Kendall and I was. that was... My agitation level at that point was about one or... One or two, like I was starting to get a little bit because it was before yeah. then. Lisa was like, well, "Well, we'll go to the hotel actually before we go back to before we go back before we go to the lake. You know, we can drop our stuff off and check in and whatever." Yeah. I told the hotel what we what I was planning, you know, for the freebies and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, so I didn't want to go back to the hotel either. So at this point, Lisa was just like, well, "What's wrong with you, White? You know, you got to make a decision. I can't keep on making the decisions for us." So, so then. When we arrived in Kendall, she's like, well, oh, I'm hungry. Let's have the picnic." It's like, "But no, over. that's the the, <laughs> pi- the the picnic that I had, you know, pla- planned." It's like, "No, no, I want to eat the picnic now." It's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so we ate the picnic on this like small patch of grass while it rained under a tree in Kendall. I was like. <laughs> The romance just dripping from the
3: occasion. This is never Ooh. gonna
1: happen. And and already at that point, I was I was thinking I've just got to pick my moment. If I can just pick a moment and just do it, then yeah.
3: I'll... Before she says, let's go to Birmingham or something.
1: <laughs> well, then we went to Superdrug. <laughs>
3: Um. <laughs> so I was like, is this, is, is this the moment? <laughs> yeah. Is
2: and like, oh, oh. oh i just standing next to the shower gel. That would be amazing. That'd be <laughs> amazing. They've got, they've got, oh, have you seen here, Sam? They've got two for one on uh, shampoo. <laughs> oh. Now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> Strike while the iron is hot. When two become one. Very good. So, I, I love you with my head and my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, oh they got these fancy rings here not as fancy as this one um, so oh, uh, so already the, I felt like the day was ebbing away from me ever so slowly and, and getting ever more agitated because I was just thinking <laughs> well if we don't get to the lake where am I going to do it when am I going to do it like uh, yeah, you know yeah. and so I didn't really know what to do so I finally convinced Lisa Let, let's go to the lake and let's go for a nice walk before we go back to the hotel so there's a bit of a safer ground there. But we actually ended up on the wrong side of the lake to where there's actually a really nice walk in the forest. <laughs> so we ended up in this place called Barrow. And we couldn't actually park in there because it was too busy. It was absolutely heaving with tourists. by this time, luckily, the sun had come out and there's hundreds and hundreds of tourists there. So we couldn't park. So we ended up parking a mile and a half away from Barrow. Ended up walking probably about half a mile in the wrong direction. At this point, Lisa said that the day was a disaster. I thought, <laughs> right, I'm just going to do it. This like, is the story you'll gonna... tell your kids when you're old. We, just, we're, we were in the middle of an A road in the Lake District. And I thought, I'm just going to do it. Just, you know, fuck this. <laughs> like, you get the day middle you Middle of deserve. a chill carriageway and at loads of points like there was loads of like little turnings and side streets up into forests and little walkways and i was like oh let's just you know let's just go up here It might be quite nice up here looks like there's a nice forest like overlooking the lake it's like lisa was like i don't want to go anywhere with you i want to go i want to go i want to go to the water where the tourists are let's go and get some ice cream some tea and like and and she was just getting more and more frustrated because i wasn't committing to a decision because i knew if i committed to go and get ice cream, going and get tea, the time would just be running running out and running out. So we finally managed to walk the correct way into Barrow and we got some ice cream and I wasn't particularly hungry, like I'm nervous, I've got this like very expensive ring in my pocket. And then suddenly I saw it, I saw the idea and I saw I all saw these little boats that they were hiring to go out into the lake. I thought, right, I'm going to hire one of these boats. I so like, do you want to go out in the water? No, because I don't want to go out in the water. You know I don't really like going out in water. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but be, it'll be You know all I'm right, terrified look. of open stretches of water, Sam? Yes. I'll be, it'll be fine. Look, I'll pay for it. It'll be really nice. And we'll go out. We'll go out onto this boat. And after a few minutes of cajoling, um, and because it was pretty much the first idea that I committed to for the whole day, Lisa was like, fine, I'll go out on a boat with you if it'll, you know, make you happy. So we got this, we hired this little boat. It's just the two of us, it was really cool. She's got like, like this little electric motor and yeah. I was at the helm with my little steering wheel and just like, <laughs> I just went, we're getting as far away from everyone that I can think of. Like, no one's gonna ruin this. Like <laughs> get away from all the super drugs and bootses and you know, <laughs> and we got out into the middle of the lake and I was, you know, absolutely. I've never been so nervous in my life to the point where I didn't actually ask Lisa a question <laughs> well, I got the ring out so I got her to the front of the boat and I didn't even go down on one knee because I was like I'm in charge of a ship like I've got to be responsible <laughs> <One> <laughs> <hand> on- <laughs> I've got responsibility so one hand on the wheel and I got the ring I'm out the and Lisa, Lisa knows verbatim what I said and it was something like um, you know how you were you know, um, saying that I should have bought that ring for you well I did and I want you to be my wife and then just handed it to her
2: and, and she Sat was back like in
1: the boat and she was like well like in shock to start off with and then she's like well of course of, of course yes even though you didn't even ask me a question <laughs>
2: <Just>. <laughs> well congratulations sam so I, 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 I like i like
3: the presumptuous nature of you i wait to be on my wife here you go yeah boom <laughs> got, the, got the mic full
1: yeah. throttle yeah. one of the one of the funniest bits was as we were boarding the boat, the guy handing us our life jackets went, <laughs> Bon voyage, as Del Boy would say. <laughs> He's
0: the governor. Completely the opposite. Oh my
2: God. I bet he says that to everyone, doesn't he? I bet he says that to everyone. Uh,
1: uh, and then we got, and then we went back to the hotel room. They're really nice and um, had some tea. And then obviously I was able to share with. Her everything that I planned and done she was just like oh everything God. that she'd ruined yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is amazing it's incredible oh, it, it's brilliant. fantastic
3: well well done congratulations thank you
0: hmm. if your life has been affected by ice dive please call in <laughs>
1: <laughs> big things happening in the Turner household very big things big, big planning to have but mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that there are bigger things
2: that there are bigger things and that bigger thing is that I have started playing fantasy football yes with you yes football nerds I
1: mean I was talking about Dan's baby but oh alright yeah no we, we can talk all that <laughs> <on>. uh, <laughs> I mean I do kind of I, I do I'm really interested to hear about your fantasy football team yeah because it is a thing of wonder. Can I explain what fantasy football
0: is? I don't know.
2: Okay, let's, let's see what,
1: in because, your mind what is fantasy Chris, football. Because, Chris, you've never played fantasy
2: football either, have you?
0: I have played it, yes, but it was a long time ago. Okay. Well,
2: as a refresher, fantasy football, as I understand it, it and I am playing it, is... <laughs> it's based on... It's like fantasy baseball, fantasy NFL. It's based on the real... A real football league... Uh, and this is um, soccer, football, uh, British soccer, uh, British football. Um, where it's based on the English Premier League. Yes, that. So, um, and I believe this is the, yeah. So it's called the. It's called the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, in the Premier League, there's lots of football teams that are very, very good. Some of the world's best, actually. And they <laughs> all compete against one another in a in a league format to play each other I think it's twice in a season twice in a yeah. and they well. will they will thank you they will um, I did some research they will play one another twice and then the person with the most amount of points at the end of that league is declared the uh, winner of the champion of the Premier League uh,
0: the winner of the champion
2: yeah that. Okay. and um the points that they get is based on a win is three points, a draw is one point, a loss is zero points. There's nothing to do with the number of goals that people get, but I think with fantasy football, it takes that into account. But it also takes into account a lot of other things, like did they get sent off? How many goals did they get? Um, is there anything else that they that they
0: star sign <laughs> uh,
2: star- assists? <laughs> so assist. that is setting up setting up of goals. Yep. Okay, so there's other things like that. and then uh, So the way that you play fantasy football is you pick your team at the start of the season and you say, right, these are all the players that I think are gonna do really, really well. So it's like you're creating your own dream team and then how they do in the real football league is then reflected in the score that you get as part of this fantasy league. So if you really know football well and you're a little bit lucky, you'll be able to pick the right players in the teams and you'll be able to say, well, I know they're going to have a really good uh, uh, run this season, and you'll get more points than your friends, and you all take part in your own little separate season uh, with one another, and you follow the real season along, making decisions of who the best players are and how they'll they'll um, uh, improve your your rankings.
1: Well, that you know, that's a very intelligent way of thinking about it. Which, when I'm looking at your team now. <laughs> So Pete, you actually hand-picked
0: your team. You didn't auto-select. Right,
2: I hand-picked my team. Now, I I, I know we're not like... like, I know I'm not... Well, I I don't really know anything about football, but I picked my fantasy football team Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any knowledge of what... if players were any good or not. I picked them based on their names. (laughs) So... Me and Sam (laughs) couldn't tell. So... (laughs) Can somebody please read out Pete's squad? So, Chris... So i tell you what the, Probably the best way of doing this Is Dan If you read out my team And then I'll tell you my thinking Behind that the, the, the Them being on the team That is my
3: pleasure And I reckon I can guess some of them Right i tell you what I'll read out the name We'll try and guess what you were going for Right And let's see if you're right. So we'll kick things off Nice With a goalkeeper Yeah Called Fabianski Yeah Well
2: Yeah
1: Well it's got Fab in the name isn't it
2: right bingo there you go
3: that means he's good
2: yeah next one uh heart well he's got a lot of heart and i know football players need that right it's in the right
1: place yeah (laughs) okay keen tries really hard doesn't he exactly (laughs) okay
2: fox i think we all know why Schindler. well he had to make the list
1: (laughs) he made the list He's your best player so far. I know he's good, isn't he? <laughs> Snodgrass.
2: <laughs> I just, I just thought it sounded a li- little bit like snotgrass, which I thought was quite funny. The idea of like grass. I knew you were going snot. for a snot c- yeah. comparison there. Cante. Uh, Again, I think we all know why I've sort of gone with that one. It sounds a little bit like a f- like a sort of stereotypical uh, faulty bad towers-esque bad. foreigner saying a rude word. <laughs>
1: drink water
0: Okay. just a reminder that's no, just a reminder to himself to drink more yeah exactly <laughs> that's
1: what footballers need currently on zero points and injured but carry on yeah.
2: cleverly well I thought it was a smart thing to do <laughs> king <laughs> I, well, so I thought that maybe he was like like, an actual... Like, I didn't know where he was from, so I thought maybe he's, like, one of those players that's from a country where, like, it's a really small country and, like, their actual professional footballers or also also have other jobs.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so I thought... We will send you, son. We will send you to the Premier League <laughs> where you will earn riches for the whole family. <laughs> uh,
2: the, ne- the next one is Kane. Uh, I just that that just made me giggle I thought maybe that I don't think it is this guy but I thought that would be really funny if it was like the professional wrestler
3: <laughs> well, when, I, when I looked at your team Pete there was one name that I looked at and I thought that's the first name he picked that's the one and this player is Jesus
1: <laughs> you see I thought that when he picked the player Bong <laughs> yeah
3: that, that player's coming up so the last thing we have yeah the last thing we have is Bong, Van Dyke. Uh,
2: I, finally, I, I thought, uh, to be fair, I thought that that was Van Dick. That's not a homophobic <laughs> joke. That's more of just a penis. joke.
1: Either way, you've come <laughs> up good.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the and the
3: final final player is just called Success. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let, let's just have a look at the league standings. Because they
3: need to say in our league. Pete is currently bottom.
0: (laughs) Surprise, surprise. But not too...
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's quite (laughs) bad here. (laughs) I thought that was quite clever. I'm quite enjoying it, though. I'm not really... I don't know... I don't think I have to... The problem is that there aren't really any other funny names. So I thought, well, there aren't really anybody... There isn't really anybody else that I can sort of trade in and trade out based on how well they're doing.
1: But the thing Um, is, what you've done takes more effort than actually doing a little bit of research. Yeah. Um finding the good. Yeah, players. you
3: looked at more players than me and Sam would have done.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, guaranteed.
2: I really like the idea of this. Actually, like, I really like the idea of a, a, a game based on another occasion, another game going on, like like a meta game, as it were.
3: Um, Too fair. When we when we first suggested this, you were not up for it, and then I kind of said it's it's a it's like a video game based on real life. And you suddenly went,
0: <laughs> like, like the way a parent tries to get you to eat that vegetable. It looks yeah. dodgy. <laughs> it's a bit like this.
2: I, I, I don't know, like, I'm very much enjoying it. And um, Good. I, it's, I've, I've, I'm hearing names when I, whenever I pass people talking about football where I'm like, I've got them on my team. Or like- Success. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Obviously Pete's brought 11 people into the world. Play together on a fantasy team. Biggest thing that's going to happen to him all year. Definitely. Spend the yep. next 38 weeks or so celebrating their lives. But bigger things are happening, aren't they, Chris?
0: They certainly are. Um, I want to talk about Inside, which is a game that <laughs> Sam and I have played <laughs> recently, which is um, a spiritual successor to Play Dead's Limbo. But so um, when you say
2: when you say spiritual successor, is is there any like I don't want you to spoil anything, but is there any is there any connection between the two, or is that not worth Uh, talking about, or
1: not narratively, but in design? Yes, it's another environmental. That's what they mean.
0: It's 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 a little bit more of the same, but I would argue that they take it and they enrich it further, and they take it to kind of new heights. Really, it's extraordinary. Really, it is extraordinary. Um, the fact that they delayed the release just so they could tighten the graphics and polish it up is testament just to the quality of it, really. It is a, a very, very accomplished uh, game. And I quite like Limbo. But what um, but what Inside does is that it takes that really... Um, that, that mechanic, that style of what they call 2.5 gameplay, um, where it's something that is a little bit taxing at times, but you always feel... There's, there's an ease, there's a natural rhythm, a natural pace to it and they just suddenly immerse it within this incredibly fascinating world. Um, you may have seen it in some of the trailers this kind of these these, sharp, these shadowy kind of dystopic kind of lands, uh, levels and landscapes and uh, what, kind of dyst- what
2: kind of dystopia are we talking about here? Like like post-apocalyptic
0: or like I, I, I don't, I, I, to be honest, I don't want to say because I don't really know I mean, I, I, you can't, and I'm quite like that. There's a pleasing, there's an ambiguity about it all, really, and that's one of the reasons why it still lingers with me now. I'm still thinking about this game now. I'm still trying to unravel it, still trying to take it apart. I think, um, I and think it's a game I the, want to go back to.
1: What, one of the things that gives it that sense of feeling is other than Limbo, which I think even from the title gave it this kind of gave it an otherworldly feel. You know, it. it feels like the, the 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 title seems to be suggesting that what you're experiencing may or may not be real right, um, yeah. and especially when very early on in the game you come across creatures that are obviously not of this world it has that feeling throughout the game whereas inside is very early on it's very clear that this is a game that is um present as in it's set in the present you're surrounded by you know real things that you recognize it makes a point of making sure that you know that it's set in a world that you could also live in and that's what it gives it that feel and it's very sort of the authoritarian tone um that it has as well um it Also gives it that sort of dystopian feel that something's just not quite right with this world rather than the otherworldly feel that limbo had. this is very much you are in your world, but there's something just wrong with it there's something strange about everything that's going on and the way that everything's behaving
0: and it, and it gives it and it gives it more peril I would argue because when mm. in in limbo if you come a cropper there's this part of you <coughs> thinking, okay well it's a dream. Um, i'm not really dead i probably it's just I'll, I'll create in my head this premise that I just wake up or I just go back into the dream. Here you really feel um, the peril um, around every corner and it, it's really just a side scrolling uh, platformer puzzler uh, in which uh, Sam uh, when he pitched the game to me said it is just one of the best in terms of environmental design and mechanics and how everything fits in beautifully it doesn't feel tacked on there's a logic behind the environment and it it tells a story in its own way Hmm. um in terms of psychogeography Hmm. and it's just a joy you really feel like you're kind of exploring for a novel and there's and what makes it different to say something like virginia which i've played recently which is more of a kind of a heightened interactive film
2: yeah
0: this is a puzzler as well um, it's just an absolute joy. It's, it's a real gorgeous mood piece, which has a lot of a lot to say, um, and I'm still trying to find out what it is saying. Really, God, that sounded really pretentious. Um, but um... <laughs>
1: I think quite a lot of you know the uh, the phrase levelled at games, just like there's no like hand holding or people don't like you know the Dark Souls of of whatever. What Inside does really well is it doesn't hold your hand, but the environments are so intricately designed that all the clues you need to solve a puzzle are there right in front of you. Right. So yeah. rather than taking everything away from the player and sort of abandoning them, everything is there for you as a player. But there's no tutorial, there's no uh, hint system. You just have to look for the clues that are there for you. And I think the feeling that I got when I was playing it was not of, you know... Feeling that I was being cheated, or that I was being made to work especially hard. Because as soon as I figured out a puzzle, I went, "Oh well, obviously if I'd just seen that, I would have figured it out a lot sooner. And if I just looked at where that thing in the world was, or how something was moving within the world, I would have realised that that's the consequence of if I move that object there, or if I put that there. So there's this feeling that you'll never be made to work really hard, but you are being made to earn the puzzles that you're solving which is a, i think that's a big difference between just making a game hard for the sake of it or making a game where you where you have to earn that um, achievement um, which is a big difference
0: it's a massive difference and sam's absolutely right whenever you find you're stuck on a puzzle you don't blame the game which is sometimes often my default reaction Go, oh this game what, what they're doing this is really bad design you're in safe hands with this game Five or five games it's you to it's on you it's on you to find it, and it's right in front of you um this little boy who I know very little about just scampering from left to right, um jumping over fences, um swimming through narrow gaps um as he makes his way inside, and I'm still trying to work out for myself actually the title of this game, like Lindberghs Sam said before, what that means. What actually inside means, and it took me into a place I wasn't expecting. The, the final third of it, also the last act in particular, I just—it's um, incredible, unbelievable. So big things, so big
1: things, very big things, big, big things, big things. Huge, big things. things. huge things, big things happening, huge,
2: things. overwhelming. So um, Dan. I've been playing Sonic Mania. I was gonna say. Sonic Mania. The, <laughs> this is so the
1: the The best arrival this year.
2: Uh, so this is basically with Sonic Mania. It's what I've been waiting all year for. Yeah, you have though. <laughs> um, the 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 thing with Sonic Mania it had so much riding on it, Dan. It for me, this is this game has so much riding on it. Because for years, for years and years and years, Sonic apologists would go with two things. One, it was, well, Sonic Heroes isn't that bad. And then that was proven categorically untrue. And then, uh, because basically 3D Sonic, I just don't think it works. I just don't think, Or at least nobody's been able to figure out it, it working. And then the other thing that they always fell back on was, but those old games were great. And if we just went back to that old style of 2D Mega Drive slash Master System, but mostly Mega Drive uh, era of Sonic. Things would be brilliant again. We could still have a brilliant game. You know, Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, Sonic CD. Those were masterpieces, and if we could just do that again, then we'd be all right. Ha, is that true? Now that Sonic Mania is out there, is a game that tries to replicate that experience actually good? Or can we just let that blue hedgehog fucking die Having played, the, having played the
3: originals on the, on the Mega Drive, um, having played many, many of the 3D versions, including uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which was one of the worst games ever made.
1: I, I, I remember coming round to your house, Dan, explicitly just to complete the last level for you that you couldn't finish. And then we all realised that actually that wasn't the end of the game and there was a shadow section to play.
0: It was a tutorial. Oh, oh God.
3: Yeah, I think at which point I just went, no, I'm done. Yeah. No. Um, having played all of them, I I play Sonic Mania with that sense of trepidation, as you as you mentioned, um, knowing that it wasn't brand new game. Kind of it, it was and it wasn't. It was kind of remastering a lot of the old levels and stuff like that. I was like, Oh this could just be a bit of a kind of a cash in. I am delighted to say that I have loved pretty much every minute I have played it. Really. Um, it is has been remade perfectly and it feels exactly as the old games used to play it looked exactly as the old games used to play there are so many little bits and pieces that kind of muscle memory takes over and you automatically do certain things the way they they have constructed the game is um, there are 13 zones so it's quite a big game as well, it's quite a sizable game I think I'm about 7 zones in and I've already put quite a bit of time into it each zone having two acts. And then what tends to happen is for the zones that they've remastered, the first act is kind of a remastered level from the, one of the original games. A little bit of differences here and there. And then the second act tends to be that zone, but they've just had some fun with it. And they've just kind of created a level using all of those different kind of ideas and different kind of level designs. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I'm, I can't remember if this was the case with the games years ago with this one there are a lot of different ways you can navigate a level so I've played the same level a couple of times having died and stuff and I've gone in completely different directions and gone to completely different areas of the map which has been fantastic because I've just found a completely different one way around and it's obviously the, they, they always had slightly different uh, ways through a level but this one very much has expanded on that um, some of the new zones are fantastic They all play into the same kind of sound design and visual design and even the new levels. They they feel like they belong with those old games as well. Hmm. The only issues I've had with it, and again, I can't remember if this would have maybe been a case with the previous games. At certain times, it can fall down the trap that the 3D Sonics did where it almost feels like the game is playing itself right. where you're flying around the screen and this only happened a couple of times there was one sp- zone in particular i think it was stardust speedway it's one of the new zones i did feel there was a lot of just bouncing you around the screen and you would spend 10 seconds and you weren't in control it was just moving you around which is always the problem i always had with the 3d games mm. that you just weren't playing it anymore you would just maybe press you'd walk to the end and then it would basically going to an animation for fifteen seconds as you flew around a map and then you stopped and you did a little bit more. But no, it's it's really as fantastic and I've loved every minute of it. There is there are leaderboards that I haven't been able to kind of use yet. So there is a competitive nature to it. There is local kind of competitive so you can have, it's like a split screen you could you've got access to Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles so you can look at any go through the entire game with any of those and because of the way each of the levels are created mm. I do feel like if you played it with each of those characters you would get a different experience because you were able to access different parts of the map there are certain I just obviously just playing playing it through with Sonic I can tell from the map there are areas that I can't get to but if I was Knuckles and the kind of the 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 abilities that that character has that's absolutely I could get up there because that would allow me. I would recommend it. If, unless you just have never got along with Sonic, yeah. if you liked the old Sonics, play this game. It's, it's just fantastic. It really is.
1: Two thumbs up from Dan. I mean, if you guys really want, I'll do my impression. Go on. No, it's on. okay. No, no it's on, okay.
2: Go on, go 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 on. Joy dogs! Yeah, no. I uh, wish I hadn't actually. <laughs> A little bundle of joy. Arrived uh, to me the other day. Did uh, I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. L- lovely little bundle of joy, uh, which was of course my Amazon purchase of Uncharted: Lost Legacy.
1: Mm. Mm. Did you get and Jack and
2: Daxter too? I did get Jack and Daxter as well, um, which I thought was going to be the HD remake version that they're doing, and it is not. It is the PlayStation 2 emulated version with some achievements thrown in. Uh, for good measure. And that's okay because the thing runs like lightning. Like it is basically the PlayStation 2 version with no load times and that is amazing. Uncharted Lost Legacy, it, the Lost Legacy is a spin-off from Uncharted 4 uh, in that it takes it takes place mostly after Uncharted 4. I'm not going to spoil Uncharted spoilers. 4, yeah, but I'm not going to but basically it's it basically it uh, has uh, zo- uh, gosh, what's her name? Is it Zoe? Chloe. Chloe? I keep calling her Zoe. It has Chloe and. So I take you haven't played it yet. Yes, I have played it. Thank you. Very
1: <laughs> <much. Okay. laughs> the characters are really stuck into your mind. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Naomi um, and Chloe. Yeah, it's uh, who? Who's it? Naomi and Chloe. Uh, yeah. So um, it's so it's Chloe and it's also Nadine. Oh, and- I said Nadine. Sorry, Nadine. Uh, so, and. Basically, it is the Uncharted 4 engine. A lot of stuff that you would do in Uncharted 4. So, for example, running around, jumping and climbing on things, driving around a open world-ish area to find new locations to to wander about in. Um, which was obviously something they introduced in in the fourth game. There are last. The Last of Us esque moments where you start to see their dramatic intention of Naughty Dog, like those moments of quiet, those moments of they're holding your hand, they want you to look at a specific thing, and they want to tell a, a a much darker, much darker story. It's uh, my
1: prediction possibly. coming true in your early minutes with the games. What is my do prediction? You... Yeah, that this is the link between Uncharted and The Last of Us. I mean. I think, I don't think it's going to happen
2: narratively I definitely think th- this, is the, this, is, this is the link mechanically between those two games, in terms of the mechanics of how, how they handle their storytelling, so for example the opening scene, one of the opening scenes I should say, is uh, the, there's a moment with a child that it, like, one, uh, basically wanders around this, this, this marketplace with you and it, that whole scene is just about setting up the culture that you're, you're interacting with and, uh, and, and, uh, and engaging with as part of this story. Like it sets up the landscape for the game. And the, the little child is like wandering around, like leading you to different places. You're taking photos uh, with, with the kid, like uh, they're doing really good little jokes that make you really start to care for this child, where you where you don't really the character of um, uh, Chloe doesn't really know this person uh, this person, but you start to see where you start to learn a lot more about who Chloe is as she interacts with this child, and then it goes very swiftly into a, a high intensity, high action sequence effortlessly, beautifully, and it also sets up the darker things that you will start to see afterwards because you it is very much like the last of us it is very much about the absence of humanity and how human beings do pretty terrible things to each other and that's that's not uncharted like uncharted is hey let's all go and look for artifacts whereas this is much more of a we need to keep this we need to find this artifact because otherwise this other person is going to do terrible terrible things with it and not in a sort of ambiguous they'll take over the world you see what terrible things they are getting up to and you uh, it really does give you the impetus to carry on
3: how, how much how much time have you put into because I've I've played a little bit because I knew you wanted to have a little chat about this so I, I played kind of the first two chapters okay. um, so how, how how much time have you put into put it so like far i three
2: hours into it so I'm at chapter four chapter five Okay. Um, so you're still in the, the tutorialising that Uncharted does um, where it's saying like pick up a treasure, this is, this is how you do it and it introduces it very cleverly through narrative this feels like Uncharted 4 but darker and the interesting thing that I'm finding with it so far is I do not miss Nathan Drake one little bit like it's... I, I would agree with that because I'm really enjoying even
3: though I've, I've not played it for too long, I'm really enjoying spending more time with Chloe Yeah, she was always a really interesting character I mean her kind of major role was in Uncharted 2 mm-hmm. but she is a really interesting character and because they've moved forward in terms of their narrative storytelling and with the kind of the the, the graphical abilities that they have now mm. and the way I mean when I, I started playing it earlier my my wife was next to me and she just commented on, on how good the facial animations were and kind of pointing out that it's motion capture and it's you can get that. that sense of uh, emotion coming through the faces of, of these kind of
2: digital characters there's, 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 oh, there's this sense of the real about the game and that's not just that's not just in like it looks amazing and obviously it looks amazing like it is absolutely stunning but there is the real to it you mentioned the facial animations in video games a lot uh, and I don't want to get on a soapbox, but in video games, a lot the the women are always very they're always pretty like they're, they're always flawless and kind of like angelic and like, and you see that this like classically, we always see this with like MMOs, right? It's like the, there's big hulking dudes and they're absolutely jammed with armour, but the higher up you go in, in terms of armour in like a, you know, a guild wars or, or something like that you know the less armor that they're wearing, right? It's just a—it's just a, a, a awful uh, byproduct of, of video games sometimes. And but most of the time, regardless, women in games generally aren't made to look real; they're made to look beautiful. And I'm not saying that the two characters in Uncharted don't look beautiful, but there are there are facial expressions that Chloe makes that are like there's bits where like she'll show way too much teeth like you you would see say that that was like a goofy expression but it's just a normal expression like it's it it's her she's really passionate about things and she and that's expressed in her facial features and she's not ugly because of it she just looks like a real woman because of it and it's really shocking to see like, as, as, as somebody who's, like, entrenched in video games all of the time, you just kind of expect women to be, like, this pedestal thing, and they just always look amazing. And she she looks great, but it's... She, it's the imp- imperfections. Yeah, it's you're starting to see imperfections. And they even reference it in stuff like when she pulls the map out. There's a bit where you get a map, basically, It's kind of and it's really essential. You can see her hands. And, again, in most video games, they'll just be, you know, absolutely clean floors, whatever in this game they are messed up like she is quite clearly scrabbling over rocks and stones and getting cut up and that sort of thing and she has really messed up like uh uh, in the section i'm in i've just done a load of climbing she's got like roughed up hands she's like she doesn't look flawless and it is brilliant like not for any sort of like i mean it's great because obviously representation of gender, blah, 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 all that great stuff. But the reason it's actually brilliant is because it looks real. Like, you feel much more like this is a reality rather than, rather than like, oh, this is just a game narrative. Um, so I really love that stuff about it. The, the, the facial expressions, the way that she gets her hands battered, the fact that they make these stupid jokes to each other and they talk about, you know, they're free to talk about themselves and they develop their characters a lot more, are just from that
3: angle. I think it's, it's- cuz we're we're so used to sitting there doing going through the same store, same kind of idea in terms of the wisecracking and the joke stuff. We're so used to being there with Nathan Drake. Yeah. It's refreshing to be a different character. Oh, yeah, yeah. In in these one and to have that back and forth because the back and forth has always been great so it's nice to have it with someone who's not Nathan Drake yeah because you just it's brand new characters yeah. and they have that same freedom of expression
0: yeah I'm I'm also really interested in seeing going back after playing this which I will do eventually and then playing Uncharted Four how it changes my opinion in Nadine seeing her in the fourth it's, game
2: it's hard it's like well I've been playing it and I've been sort of think the entire time I've been with Nadine I've been like I don't like you like I don't like you as Great character. I don't like you um, uh, because of the stuff that she does in Uncharted Four. Uh, like, but it, but that's great because that's also kind of what role Chloe played in Uncharted Two. Like, she was meant to be this, yeah. this new danger that came into into the space, and so was Nadine. And to have them together, they get to tell a very different story.
1: There's a really nice, um, just briefly that you're talking about the map thing that I noticed on Twitter. Today and someone was saying about oh how you know you notice that when um, Chloe finds something she writes it on the map and then when you're like in the map screen you can see you can see what she's just written yeah. and one of the devel- one of the developers replied and went that that's not a map screen that's just we just zoomed in on yeah Chloe's hands
2: yeah yeah I like, mean the the things that they're doing with scale and um, like uh, it's called um it's called lodding, l o d it's called level of detail. Um, and basically, game engines will increase or reduce the amount of polygons and like other various elements of like three D models, so that like for example, in Uncharted in Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy, there's this really good pan out shot that I think you've probably already seen, Dan, where you where you it pans out and pans out and pans out, and you just see an amazing amount of detail, and it's all in like mm. it's all three you know, D. Um, but clearly, what they're doing is they've got so many levels of levels of detail. They can, you know, reduce the amount of uh, things that you're actually seeing because otherwise you would just crash that system. And but yeah, and it and it's flawless. Like there's a really long load at the start of the game, and then pretty much it's. It's just one yeah. effortless. Story. Well, that's what
3: I mean. That's what Naughty Dog do. I mean, that's yeah. you have that massive loading thing at the start. Yeah. And just touching on that thing with the, with the map, there's a similar thing where, because obviously you mentioned in terms of taking pictures with your phone at any time, you can take your phone out. But when you do that, it doesn't come up and just zoom straight into the camera it takes the camera out and you see her holding it at a distance and yeah. then if you want to you can zoom back into it yeah. but she takes the phone out and then you look at your phone in your hand in front of you and it's it, and then you can
2: then go close if, if, you, if you want to but it's all there for you to see and you can still be working on your phone from a distance and it's so natural one of the things uh, and they don't provide this as a, as a UI hint but um, you can flick through the images um, and they say oh, just press left or right to flick through the images but you can also flick with the touch screen uh, with the little touch pad Oh yeah, and it's just and uh, like I didn't even think about it. Like I I was Mm. just like, I'll just do that, do it like that. And there's no prompt, there's nothing like that. It's just like this. Just feels really natural.
3: Um, That's it. I mean, these are relatively small things, but it's these little things that just create that world that you just you just it just yeah
2: kind of engulfs you and says, you know what, I'm in this. Go for it. I I think this, and as I say, I'm I'm, I'm three or four hours in. I've heard it's about eight hours. I don't think it's particularly long. The thing that I'm noticing is they are jamming in tons of stuff, way more than Uncharted 4. Like they are just jamming content, 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 and like lots of like amazing models and moving to new spaces and it feels more dense whereas like in Uncharted 4 I felt uh, quite often there's a whole sequence in this massive jungle where you're like there for two and a half hours or whatever it is and you kind of feel like if I see another bloody long green palm plant I'm just going to go nuts but with this it's just constant change constant change it doesn't feel drawn out it doesn't feel padded it feels like this is the story we want to tell
0: and does it feel like an improvement on Uncharted 4 at all? I know you've only played a little bit of it but
2: um it, I feel it's an improvement, for me it's an improvement in so much as there's there's more stuff, more more stuff that is different more often, in the same way that my favorite, one of my favorite of the Assassin's Creed games is a game called Freedom Cry, because it's eight hours and it basically condenses the 40 hours of Assassin's Creed 4 into an eight hour experience. This is what Uncharted, The Lost Legacy is doing. It's going, right, here's this massive experience we have, we have with Uncharted 4, we're now going to just distill it into this is this is what this this is the core elements of the game we're just going to tell you this really compact story from my
3: admittedly small experience of it i did have a i did have a sense that and obviously this may change i didn't have a sense that it was going that this game was going to reach the heights of uncharted 4 in terms of spectacle right certain certain areas of uncharted 4 and i think probably the sequence where you're in when you're in the vehicle and you're basically you're being dragged behind you that left me breathless I don't think it's going to reach and that's completely understandable this is a smaller game this is not Uncharted 5 this is completely acceptable but that's the feeling I've had and don't get me wrong there's been spectacle in this so even or even already and I'm fully on board with all of it but in terms of if you want to compare it directly with uncharted 4 i think probably it's just turned down and just one yeah. or two notches
2: so far that's that's been my impression of it as well um i'm gonna smash through this and uh report back at some point i think because yeah i just think this has come at the exact right time for me i wanted a narrative game i wanted a bit of dumb action shooting big like whoa that was amazing kind of experiences that's what i wanted
3: um, the kind of experience that only really uncharted gives you
2: yeah. um, is there anything just, else we really need to talk to or should we just call the podcast uh, and end there or yeah
0: should we hang on I'm Chris, just gonna look you, at the sheets. you got nothing I'm just I'm just looking at the sheets Sam see. nothing
2: I've got nothing
1: nothing from me no big things going on alright
0: that's it really, yeah. Inside,
2: yeah, done. Dan is just looking more and more furious. I love it. I love everything about this.
1: It's just They the... say that they say the one. Hey, thing I'm I'm you're I'm chill, I'm patience. relaxed,
2: I'm you know. Yeah. Well you're gonna you're gonna need to enjoy these moments of calm, Dan. How if far away are we now? How
1: yeah. far away? Sorry? I said, how <laughs> far away are we now? Uh,
3: well, at time of recording, yeah. we are uh, about three and a half weeks away. Oof. Oh my god! So uh, anyone listening now, it's going to be about two weeks. Yeah, just just over two weeks for listening. That's that's due date anyway. A
2: Baby might already be here. That's a scary thought. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary thought that they'll be taking after Chris. Um. Yeah, I think. <laughs> huh. So so Dan. Dan. Hello. So obviously, this is probably going to be probably one of your last podcasts. You might be on the next one, but this is probably yeah. going to be one of your last podcasts for a little bit. Obviously, we're gonna the door is always going to be open for you to come back on whenever whenever you well, I should I, I hope so. Well, yeah, we're just gonna be like, thank <laughs> Christ. Um, uh, so, um, what are you feeling right now? Are you feeling like? Nervous. I feel like I'm setting you up for a joke, but I'm not. Like, are you are you fe- are you feeling like nervous? Are you excited? Are you worried? Are you like just like oh, I don't give a shit, mate? What is it?
1: It's, it's a com it's a
3: combination of excitement and nervousness. All right. Uh, nervous excitement. One could say. Yeah. It's 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 a it's it's a weird one of kind of I've been with my wife for t- nearly twelve years now, mm. and it's just been us two, and now it'll be it'll never be just us two again that that's weird that is weird that's an, yeah that's and and that's kind of in the last few weeks that that thought has kind of been like oh yeah like over the entire kind of pregnancy process it's been like okay this this is not something that's a short-term thing there's no yeah. stepping back away from this this is it forever yeah for he's kind of that's a bit of a crazy thought but now I'm excited uh and, um
1: yeah but you've got to say Very that right that Holly's I not do in have the to room. say that, yeah, yeah my yeah. wife well, could,
2: could be listening yeah, to the room we've, No, we stopped the
1: recording now, Dan. What what do you actually think? What do you really
2: <laughs> think? God, I'm terrified. This is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I mean I mean like so I mean, obviously it's it's massively excited. We're we're all very excited for you. And I think like so you've got have you got everything now? You've got all of the you've got all the kit, you've got all the you've got the um you've got the motorized let's pram. see what can, let's see what kit pete thinks i need no you've got the mo- you, we, we've talked about this you've bought the motorized pram you've bought the uh <laughs> what was, it? What was the other so you bought the dartboard you got rid of the coffee table <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've done all that stuff but i mean so you uh, i replaced the coffee table actually really what did you replace it with well with another coffee table but a better one ah right okay one without sharp edges okay. um yeah it's inflatable
0: <laughs> that's, is, it, is it actually I imagine an inflatable coffee table is quite a niche market yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: don't put the coffee down there!
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: just overheats you've got everything sorted you're mentally preparing yourself now how is how is the how is the lovely how is your better half my my
3: love my lovely my lovely wife and, is she uh, the mother to be is, is is doing very well I
2: bet she think that this is the thing with holly i bet she's i bet it's just a breeze I bet it's just a breeze for her. I bet she's just like Whatever. Well, I think like any
3: <laughs> woman who is eight, eight and a half months pregnant, yeah. she's somewhat uncomfortable. R-
2: I, The I, thing is, I would have thought Holly would just be like shrugging it off, like,
3: no, whatever. Well, it's, 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 a, without getting into too much detail. No, of course, yeah. Uh, it uh, Pregnancies aren't easy. No, I'm sure they're not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, us, us, I one thing I realised, and I noticed, I realised this very early on, yeah this whole thing about gender equality is a load of nonsense there is no equality between men and women women are by far on a much much higher level yeah. Agreed. and that kind of really just sank her I was like yeah men just could not do this no, I, I kind of you kind of praise any woman who has ever gone through any any kind of pregnancy cuz it's just
2: an incredible I thing don't wanna, i don't want i don't want to go into into the if, icky icky bits but there's there's a uh, God the, the thing please don't the thing i've noticed the thing I've noticed <laughs> is that when people become pregnant it seems like that's when people start to realize all of the horrible things that happen in pregnancy like there is the, in society we very much see pregnancy as Pete, like this wonderful Pete, beautiful
1: where is this going i mean what I'm are you can start is, listing off all the horrible things that could No still no no happen? i'm not
2: i'm not i'm not going to no, no no and i'm not talking about like ho- oh, sad music. I'm not <laughs> talking about like horrible <laughs> negative dark things i'm talking about like like the like just the mechanics of how a baby is born like when they okay, start okay, to-
3: let, let, okay let me let me jump in okay before <laughs> let me jump in while
2: the hole is still relatively shallow yeah.
3: so
0: let me get out okay um the midwife's like, like literally on one of those trolleys with wheels that he just rolls underneath <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, what I mean? like people
2: people start to say, like people start to say. Oh, this, I, I feel like when people are thinking about having a having a child, they, they, the conversation is always around like how amazing it is and how beautiful it is and all that sort of stuff. And not that any of that stuff is going to change, but I think like when people go through a pregnancy, I from what I I've seen so far is people start to talk about, oh no, like here are the realities of having a child, and actually like they are things that we tend not to talk about.
3: Well you, well you know most I mean most of us me included um, You, when you think about kind of pregnancy and kind of the give birth stuff, you, you kind of you're, you, your brain obviously goes to what you know you know TV you know film yeah. you know this kind of these depictions of it
1: mm-hmm.
3: obviously throughout the process I've read a lot I know a lot we've done kind of antenatal classes and stuff like that you learn that the stuff in the TV or the cinema is nothing like the reality yeah. And it's kind of like this is just the thing that you've assumed all your life, and actually, it's it's completely different. Can you, can
1: you debunk and a myth? It's that, right yeah, yeah, debunk a myth. Debunk a myth. Uh, Mythbusters, baby edition. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 choosing the myths
3: to debunk very carefully because yeah. I'm aware that I'm talking about my pregnant wife. Of course. Of okay. Course. Um, someone here, describe to me, based on your knowledge of film and TV, describe a woman in labour knees up in the air like positioned upright uh, Yep, yeah, that's, that's, that's the worst way for a, la- for, for a labor really? to have a woman on her back is the worst way yeah uh, the, that, that it's can actually, on the front, you isn't can it? actually break you can actually break your tailbone what? have it given that way oh.
1: but- <laughs> on the side? No, on the on the front. Your tailbone. What are you talking, Chris? On the side think about
2: what you're saying before you're. Descending you say it. What from do the you ceiling. Mean? Oh god,
3: Chris. But yeah, but I I, I think probably uh for Casual. you see that in TV and film, yeah. uh that's probably visually yeah. the best the best way of being able to depict oh, it. But that is not the way that it should be done. There we there go. There you go. Myth myth debunked obviously if if someone wants to have a baby that way they can but it's not recommended shatter their lower spine
0: god we provide such a good service on this Mm
1: -hmm. podcast don't we i'm just reading about nipple confusion
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's the name of my new experimental punk band
0: (laughs) well okay maybe not myths dan but what is it that you you had a preconception about that that has been kind of debunked for you something you've learned through this process that maybe other people haven't so
3: uh, well, one I've learned that babies are really expensive, like really expensive.
0: Yeah,
3: that 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 was a, that was a, a not nice price to find. Um, re- finding out that kind of in the in the early days of kind of after a baby has been born, they need to eat mm-hmm. between eight and twelve times a day. Oh, it's
0: like not just as babies, Dan. Are,
1: are you giving birth to
3: <laughs> Well, Chris? there'll be no time for me. Uh, they need to be changed between six to ten times a day a day again and I'm just kind of, there's, well I did an antenatal class and they did a really good exercise where they pull out you have a list of, a big pile of photos of babies in different uh, different moods or sleeping or happy or sad or crying or angry or anything like that angry babies um, and then you have a then you have a 24 hour kind of list and on each hour you pick out a picture and you put that picture there for that hour and you have to say what's the mum doing what's the dad doing and you have to get through that 24 hours and you've got to factor in A minimum of eight feeds a minimum of six changes you got to fit in as much sleep for each parent as you can and you suddenly realize that it's just all-encompassing it's 24 hours it's it's and then this is obviously in the earlier kind of the early few weeks and few weeks and months and stuff but that kind of sense of there is no letter there is no sense of night and day there is not a case of it's nighttime we're okay we can we can settle for six hours No 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 After two hours, if the baby's asleep, you've got to wake the baby up because it's got to feed again. You can't just wait for it to wake up. It's that kind of thing, that is kind of, was really interesting to kind of realise, and it really kind of hits home the kind of the importance and how it, how that, as I said before, everything changes. Yeah, everything changes. Your entire world is literally turned upside down. So you're, you're thinking to yourself. But in a good
2: way. You're thinking to yourself, probably haven't got time to come along, dick around on a podcast. Um, yeah i'll be literally i'll be asleep yeah that's fair enough yeah well maybe maybe one day
3: i will the great return maybe the stars will align
1: it reminds me that one time that i worked i was on a sailing ship once because we had to uh, do everything in two hour watches so you'd spend two hours on watch and then you'd spend two hours down at deck and
2: uh yeah it's exactly like that sam exactly
1: the same (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I actually imagine it'd be more like the time that I decided to go for a shower on the same ship, oh, I whilst love this it story. is in the middle of the North Sea. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> be, for, I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I went. I I was, <laughs> I was on a like a tall ship, on a proper like sailing vessel, in the middle of the North Sea, and I decided to go for a shower whilst the ship was violently rocking from side (laughs) to side I managed to flood the shower and had to spend 20 minutes naked bailing out the shower (laughs) after I'd sustained many bruises and cuts from being hammered from side to side (laughs) like just trying to clean myself oh my god it (sighs) was and that's what childbirth is all about that's not forget the miracle that's that's exactly the same of of having to shower in a cubicle in the middle of the North Sea is my Mm. allegory to childbirth
0: yeah that's a lot more relatable myth busted myth
1: busted (laughs) 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 to finish this Dan what's the one thing you're looking forward to most not just necessarily about baby being born but baby baby's life like ooh taking him to his first football match like, um, or just like some like first word, or
0: reading him a book that you were read as a child, yeah. say for example. I can't
1: wait to read I... my kid The Hobbit. Cannot wait.
0: I
3: mean, I to be fair, to be fair, I've I've, I've have thought about it. It might because I've I've watched the film or sort of listened to it recently. I have thought about kind of Lord of the Rings and kind of share sharing things like that. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with sharing those kind of things in the way that my parents would have shared them with me, and then kind of passing that down the line i did actually think the first the first video game i actually because my dad doesn't play video games at all other than candy crush um he's never played video games but i remember when i got my playstation he bought me uh, i got i think i got fifa within crash bandicoot but he also got me Oddworld abe's exodus because he thought that looked really fun and we played that together and in my mind i'm thinking in a couple of years time baby might be able to play video games they could play Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the HD remaster of Abe's Exodus. Like it's like a, a the circle has come full circle, and I will play with my child the same game I played with my dad. That sounds awesome.
0: Meanwhile, you're in the, in the background playing on Candy Crush.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a circle of life. Yeah that's the only kind of game or that's the only game I'll have left now so I have to basically have to finish Uncharted Sonic Mania and anything else on my shelf and it's a quite a lengthy shelf of games in the next two weeks
0: then it's the darts
3: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was staying in with Dan Frost Peter Willington Sam Turner and myself Chris Darby if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts Visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to the comics, movies, games and more covered in this episode. And come find us on Twitter, at StayingInPod. Thanks for listening.